and welcome back to The Full English with me, Pam McLaughlin. In this episode, my guest is Diane Lee, who teaches English in a school in Suffolk. And as you may already know, we joined forces with Penguin to roll out the Lit in Colour programme across secondary schools, and it's been a huge success. Now, Diane's head of department applied to join the Lit in Colour programme, so their school is one of our Lit in Colour pioneer schools which means they receive their free GCSE and or A-level literature texts from Penguin, along with a Lit in Colour mini library consisting of 300 Penguin books by writers of colour. And they're designed for readers across all year groups in a secondary school. And these are all donated by Penguin, so it's brilliant. Now, I happened to hear how Diane had started a Lit in Colour book club at her school. So I thought she'd be a great guest as we could find out how she set this up and how the school's been getting on with the Lit in Colour Pioneers programme. And honestly, what Diane talks about is truly inspiring. It's a positive impact at the school. I mean, it is fantastic. So if you're already one of our Lit in Colour Pioneers school, or even if you've heard of it or thought about joining the programme, but not quite taken the plunge yet, this episode is going to give you an insight into how diversifying your literature curriculum can really impact on the learners across the school. Indeed, Diane shares what happened at her school and how diversity has now become interwoven across the school curriculum and not just in English. So I hope you enjoy this as much as I enjoyed hearing Diane's experience as a Lit in Colour pioneer. Hi, Diane. It's great that you could join me for the full English today, as I know from my own teaching days, the term leading up to Christmas is exhausting and you've literally just started the school holidays. So I really appreciate you finding the time today. Thank you, Pam. Good morning and thank you for inviting me to join you. That's great. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. So we're going to talk about the Lit in Colour Pioneers programme shortly. But first of all, can I ask you, to start by sharing a memory from your own school days, and it can be anything you like, positive, negative, happy or sad, just something that you'd like to share with the listeners. Okay, um, memory I'll share is, is a bit of both. It's a slightly negative, slightly positive, and a little bit of humour mixed in as well. That sounds good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think it's when I became aware of the teacher perception and how important that, that can be. So. I was, I would say I was in year nine or in old money, third year, as, as my friends and I like to say. Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and um, we had um, our head of year taught us religious studies and she was off for, I think, for a period of time and her lessons were being covered. And so our lessons were covered and she came back. And I'll never forget this. She, we were just, you know, that sort of pre-teacher attention sort of chatter. And she slammed the door, which brought us all to attention. And we whipped around on, you know, what's going on. Mm -hmm. And she stomped to the middle of the room and she began to give us such a telling off. And as she started to, you know, to go through this telling off, we started to look at each other because what she was saying was, I can't believe that you behave so disgracefully when you you were covered by the cover teacher. I couldn't believe I was telling her what a good class you were and you've let me down and so forth. And we were looking at thinking, oh no, what have we done? And then she started to come towards the end of her telling off. 
and one brave soul put her hand up. I went to an all-female school, and so one brave soul put her hand up and said, um, what day was this? And she said, such and such a day. And we all looked at each other and she said again, but we didn't have religious studies on that day. Uh-huh. And then you could start to see the realisation dawning in her mind. And then she went, oh, well, yes, of course. Yes, 3B, of course, you wouldn't have behaved like that. It must have been another class. I should have known it couldn't have been you. Oh, you're dear. so well behaved. And, and it was uh, afterwards, my friends and I were speaking and said, she obviously had this perception that we were very good and well behaved class. So she, you know, the, the, the anger was much more that her disappointment had been yeah. thought that she had been let down when she obviously got the report yeah, back. Yeah. And her perception of us was like, no, no way could they have behaved like this and how could they have done? And then when she realised, actually, no, it wasn't, and we could stop, she started to realise which class it could have been, she quickly changed. And, you know, she had the good grace to say, you know, I'm sorry, you know, I, yeah, I should have known it wasn't you. But then I, you know, I think that was my first experience of, you know, teacher perception of how a preconceived idea can be, you know, for positive, can be used for positive, but also can also can be used for negative as well it's just one of those kind of anecdotal stories that my friends that I'm still in contact with a couple of them we still kind of chuckle about and do you remember when we got told off by the head of the year <laughs> it wasn't even us imagine how she must have felt as well from the humorous side of things she probably thought <laughs> oh no I can't believe I've just oh for goodness yeah. sake you yourself teach in a secondary school in Suffolk. I just wonder, can you mm-hmm. give me a bit of background, you know, about yourself and how long you've been teaching and what brought you into teaching, if you will? Okay, as he heard me say old money, so he yeah. realised I've been um, I've been around for a while. And funny enough, what brought me into teaching was I did not want to teach. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of ran from it twice in fact but um in the end I I went into education from working in student support at a college in London which I'm very thankful that I I did go and enter into teaching and I was supporting students in the classroom as a learning mentor and somebody observed and said I think what you're doing how you're helping the students you should be teaching so I was kind of recruited and got headhunted into um the role and that's begun my teaching career. Mm. And I think they, you know, they saw something which I didn't see at the time, but I'm thankful that they did because, yes, it definitely is the vocation that, even though I was very much trying to run it, this is not what I wanted to do. It's something that I really enjoy and find very rewarding. Mm. So I'm glad that I'm now doing it. So despite trying to run away from it, it found you in the end and it here you still it. are. And that's, that's it, what I yeah. say, you know, um, even though some of my students, and some of them, they do ask me, so I think, why do you want to teach? And I said, I didn't, yeah. teach, I didn't find teaching, teaching sound to me. And then they look at me and I said, yes, I know it may sound a bit cringy, but that's the truth. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? And you and I talked briefly a couple of weeks ago. And you mentioned how important it was to you when you saw that we'd added new text to our English literature GCSE. And that's how you and I kind of got talking about lit in colour. So I just wondered if you can explain to me why that was important, you know, and what it meant to you in terms of being a teacher in a school. And, you know, like you say, you've been teaching a while, so you're used to the usual 
um, GCSE literature texts, and then we added Pearsonet Excel, you know, added new new texts. What did you think to that? I thought that was absolutely wonderful. I think along my own sort of teaching career, I've always tried to include where I was able to diverse, you know, extracts and texts. And so to actually have it officially from an exam board was, was breath of fresh air and very needed. And so I was very um, grateful when my then um, head of department gave the okay for me to apply for the school to become a literature and planner pioneer school. And just, you know, waiting tentatively for the announcement of where we're going to be chosen. And we were so glad when we were. And the vision, which they had already started at the school, was able to be continued. Because before I joined the school, they had already started to include diverse sort of ideas and texts. So they had written a Windrush scheme of work. And I think it was in year nine. And then in year seven, we looked at, I know why the cage bird sings poem by my Angelou. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So they had already started this journey. And so um, when I joined the school in 2019 and then was able to sort of continue that forward with the Literature and Colour Pioneer School programme was just absolutely fantastic. And current head of year, Jackie, is, is just a visionary, as I like to call her. As she's um, that's brilliant, yeah, yeah, taken over, and because my then head of department, like say then, because he retired last oh, okay. summer, right? And so um, Jackie took um, took over and has just continued where that that journey had started before I joined. But then having somebody of colour within the department sort of lent, as Jackie says, it just lends a, a, a new perspective, a different sort of pair of eyes. And so just really thankful that we're able to do that. That's great, isn't it? To yeah. Because I was just going to say, sorry to interrupt you, but mm-hmm. I was just thinking about, I think from what I know of the school, it's predominantly white school, would you say? It is, yeah. So that must be, you know, it must be so sort of interesting and sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like eye-opening as well for a lot of the students who maybe live in an area that's predominantly white and haven't come across much in terms of, that whole diversity in literature etc would you say that's a fair thing to say and that it's kind of opened their eyes a bit or I, I would say it is a fair thing to say um which is why we were so appreciative of not only the the GCSE text which we chose to do refugee boy mm-hmm. um very topical yeah but also, of course yeah um but also receiving the text from Penguin and the mini library was just wonderful because it enabled students to choose to read text for pleasure that they would not necessarily have come across. Yeah that's it and I was going to come on to your because I know you've got a Lit in Colour book club so I was going to come on to that but before Mm -hmm. I do you mentioned Refugee Boy there Mm -hmm. so can you just tell me a little bit about how that's going down in terms of engagement and you know how students are finding it and how they're relating to it what are they sort of what's coming out of that have you got any sort of stories or anything you can tell us about that um yes um we've just so far our current year 11s um were taught it in the sort of middle of year 10 when they were in year 10 
Is um, it the whole cohort, by the way? The whole cohort. Brilliant. Okay, that's great. Yeah. And it really was quite, it was quite, um, we had to put down our beloved and inspector course, which the school had been teaching for such a long time. That's the thing, and, though, isn't it? It's hard yeah, to do that shift in the first place. So well done right. for doing that. Yeah, go on. The journey was coming out of our comfort zone. There's not so mm-hmm. many obviously, resources around for refugee boys. But we decided to continue with that journey. And absolutely, we could see um, not only did they engage with the actual text itself, and it's quite short, which I yes, think lends yes. itself quite well. But also, um, Jackie, she decided to buy each year 10 a copy of My Name is Why, which had just been released by Lem Sisse, who adapted oh, yes. Refugee Boy from Benjamin Zephaniah's novel. That's a really good idea, yeah, because I've read that yeah. and it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, really so intense, yeah. Very intense, but she managed to get, there's a shortened, sort of abridged version, I think, so ah, student-friendly, okay. right. and she, she was able to get a deal on that, and so every student has that in terms of they've got context as well. That's brilliant, yeah. Yeah, and so it was just everything just lined up really well because he had just published his um, the memoirs and was actually on a theatre tour around the country. And so we were able, and this is Jackie's wonderful idea, was able to take a small group of year tens, and some of them had never been to the theatre before, to wow. actually hear Lemsi say read extracts from My Name Is Why. And mm, actually, I bet that was good, yeah. Oh, it was just amazing because I was thinking, you know, where else are you going to in real time be studying a text and have the playwright, mm. you know, talk to you and answer questions, which he did. He actually made sure that he answered questions from our school. Oh, that's and, good, yeah. And it gets better, Pamela, because Go the on. next morning he tweeted. <laughs> Oh wow! He sent, he sent a tweet and he said, "Thank you to the dedicated students and teachers from the school for attending my reading last night." And he says, "You are studying my stage adaptation of Refugee Boy by Abiza Fanaya, which is on the national curriculum." That's wow! Great. You asked that's great. great questions last night. Oh, and that's thought, so good! And I bet the students thought it was brilliant. Because you they couldn't get do. that with the inspector calls, of course, because no. nobody's around to do that. Yeah, it really just elevated their experience of yeah. the text. I, I saw, you know, they said, we've never, you know, never been to the theatre, but we got to interact with an actual author. And I saw the dividends pay off even further on because somebody who wouldn't have maybe put their hand up, actually put their hand up in the theatre and asked the question and we answered them. Somebody who normally wouldn't have the confidence was actually enjoying it so much and sort of saw the importance of it and had the courage to put up their hand and ask him a question. You mean that's really powerful, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Very, very powerful. And to see how, you know, they were just engaging far better in the lessons and their understanding. And when they, I remember when they had to do their spoken language, this particular student, and he's feeling a little bit nervous. I said to him, remember, you know, you ask that question in the theatre, you yeah, can do this. Yeah. And he went, of course I can. You yes. know? And he could oh, just see fantastic. it literally just lifted oh. him. And, and I just thought, what an, 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 uh, just a wonderful experience, which I'm sure they will never forget for the rest of their lifetime. 
Well, that's that brilliant. I mean, the fact cool. that, you know, they have yourself and Jackie and whoever else in the department was involved in all that to do mm. that and to take them, you know, to organise the trip and everything. Yeah. And, the, and the outcome of it is brilliant, isn't it? I'm so glad you shared that with us, myself and the listeners. That's really interesting. So moving on from that then, talking about Litting Colour Pioneers, which as you touched on earlier, we're part of with Penguin. So as you as you mentioned, there's the whole library of books that Penguin mm. sends to Litting Colour Pioneers. 300 books I think it is you mentioned to me before when we talked about the book club would you like to just talk a little bit about that and how you started it yeah it started in October of 2021 and so just at the end of Black History Month which is quite a good time to launch it and I had attended a webinar of how to try to include to sort of enhance and to raise awareness of the mini library within the school Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Oh, you mean one of the, um, sorry to interrupt you, you mean one of the online events that we do, Penguin? Correct. Yes, Correct. I was at that, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing mm-hmm. about Litting Colour Pioneers, isn't it? There's lots of resources and right. things you can have to share. Yeah, sorry, go on. And I remember because I really want, I was really interested in attending that online meeting because currently our school does not have a librarian and I was quite concerned and, mm. How do I bring the books into the library and share yeah. them out? And I remember being told that would be ideal just to, you know, to place them amongst all the other books. But at the same time, without a librarian, what could I do? So I made the choice to keep them in my classroom and so people and then lend them out from my classroom. At least that way I could have control over the books. And so that's what happened. And a colleague of mine jump-started that because he recommended a student to come and look at my books, which I didn't have any shelving up at the time. So they were just still in their boxes. Oh, yeah. And and I had to, and I chose a book very quickly and I had to quickly devise a... What are you going to do when you've got the book sort of thing? Yeah, exactly. So I did that and she, um, one of our, she's, she's, year 11 that left now but a lovely student a student of colour and so she was then, year 11 at the time was she and she was year 11 say? at the time brilliant and, yeah and was also a student part of the student union so she um for equality oh, and diversity okay. so it right. all linked really yeah, well yeah I bet she was really yeah. pleased to hear about the books then yeah she was I was so pleased when my colleagues said you know go along to Miss Lee and you know have a look she's got these amazing books in her room and that sort of started it so that was kind of even before I'd officially launched the book club I'd already had been lending <laughs> started to lend books oh that's good yeah because it was um, obviously starting to word of mouth was getting around and right yeah exactly. people wanted to see it people wanted to see it and then officially launched it was at the end of October and um had a really good attendance from all year groups and male students female students would join as well and didn't they didn't realize what types of titles would be there so there was something for everybody mm. and they, so that was you know just pleasantly surprising for them and just to see them sort of going through and by that time um our lovely site team had put up some shelves that another teacher had donated so I've got these lovely shelves up in my room now brilliant so you've got the books on display now (laughs) yeah and so just going through you know the books and choosing and then finding them out so the format is is that we meet twice a month and 
they can choose the book and then when they come to the meeting which I always bring muffins to because it's always nice, nice. to have some mm, sweet treats exactly. to have and they yeah. always go away and talk there's always cakes and muffins that brings more people <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can imagine <laughs> and is that all year groups by the way sorry to interrupt you is that all, all year, year groups, groups. brilliant all year groups including yeah. staff as well ah yes the staff join in and they come along and talk about the book that they have borrowed what they like about the book maybe what they didn't so much like about it and with who they recommend it to and and maybe mm. you know I've had a couple of year groups that said actually this maybe was a little bit too old for my year group so yeah. maybe I could recommend it to maybe an older you know maybe year 10 rather than year 8 for example so um, that's been very useful and one of the things that has come out of it, they say it's a very calm environment mm-hmm. and they say it's an environment when they just do not feel judged. They feel they can say what they would like to say and it, because it opens up lots of rich discussion as well. So I was just going to say because they feel like that's yeah. a, an opportunity and where they can actually ask questions that they might not have, you know, felt they didn't know whether they can ask questions about things. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's kind of yeah, yeah, that's good. And, it, and as you say, it's non-threatening and it's very that's really good. Yeah, yes, I'm really pleased how that's gone. And we have some very faithful attendees who will come every session. If they can't, you know, this, they may have something else that they have to do. They'll always tell me, Miss, I'm sorry, I can't attend today because I've got to do X, Y, and Z. Oh, yeah. but, um, but the fact that they do that shows that they really appreciate and they do like coming along. So how many, so it started in October 2021 officially, did you say? Yeah. And has it gained momentum in the last sort of, it's been going a year basically, hasn't it? Of a year and a couple of months, yeah. I think it really did really well. And I think having the two year 11 students who were part of the student union come along as well really sort of lifted it. So you had you know, representation from year seven right through to 11. That's great, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And it's good that they can all, it's not split into year groups, they can all come at the same time. And obviously that mix of older and younger, It's that's yeah. really good, I think. Yeah. And so how many people would you sort of say you get, how many students would you say get coming along? Does it vary? It does vary. Time does of year. Vary. Time of year, depend on what's going on. If there's mock exams happening. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. at my highest number, I'd maybe say I had about 12, maybe 14, lowest maybe just one yeah mm-hmm. along, you know, mm. and any number sort of in between that but I haven't had more than about I said say 12 which is quite a nice manageable number actually. yeah I wouldn't probably want to go any higher than that felt very comfortable to have mm. sort of I can that. imagine yeah. yeah and did you say it's on twice a month or did it's you say it was twice. an hour it's just within a lunchtime. Oh, so, yes, that's right. Yeah, it's a lunchtime. And so it's roughly about sort of 30 minutes. And I, and I allow them, you know, they can bring their packed lunch and come along and eat their lunch. And oh, it. nice. Mm. Yeah, and I think that just kind of helps create that sort of relaxed and calm environment where they're able to feel well, we're eating, we're sharing, we're talking about books and what issues that arise from the books which is exactly um, yeah oh that's really good yeah and when I spoke to you before you mentioned that there was a student who was sort of really touched by what he'd read wasn't there and he yeah do you want to just share that because it was something something about the impact that this can have on students isn't there and on individuals you know sort of 
that sort of idea really. So what I shared before was um, part of um, the diversity, diversifying the curriculum in all year groups. Yeah. Not just at GCSE through the Lit in Colour, which is what I, what I call my department and a visionary because she was very determined that each year group should have a text that looks at, written by a person of colour. And so oh, in year great, eight, yeah. yeah, it is. And so in year eight currently, one of the texts we're looking at is an adaptation of Mallory Blackman's Noughts and Crosses. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we've been studying that in the play form. So they've been used to looking at the themes over the last few weeks of, you know, racism, control, power, segregation, those kinds of things. And this particular lesson we were having, um, it was going to be an imaginative writing lesson. Mm-hmm. And I had looked at what the task was going to be, but had chosen not to share it with them at that point. And then I didn't plan this. I just call it what I call divine inspiration. And mm-hmm. the task was, was that they had to imagine that they were going to attend a school. And it was their first day at this new school. And everybody at the school was a purple in colour and they were a blue. And so they had to write, you know, how they felt turning up and, you know, their first lesson and how the teacher may have addressed them, how they may have treated them as a blue and possibly what happened at lunchtime. So did people want to sit with them in the cafeteria or and at the end of the day, wanting to maybe join a football team and being told to go away because they were a blue and not a purple yeah yeah those are sort of different scenarios that kind of help prompt their writing but I didn't share that with them initially Mm -hmm. so what came to my mind was to go around and to give each student a colour so I said could you just write in your margin you know blue and purple and they all dutifully did and I just randomly just you know said blue purple blue purple and so on and then I'd, I'd had some lemon sherbet that I had planned to use. The old faithful lemon sherbet, yes. I think English teachers have um, I think English teachers have kept the sherbet lemons going over the years, haven't they? They're exactly. still producing them because of us buying them for creative writing. Anyway, sorry, or descriptive Definitely. writing. Carry on, Definitely. yeah. <laughs> you know exactly why I had my packet exactly, of lemon Exactly, yeah. I was thinking of using them for descriptive writing tasks, not with this task. As I said, you know, the idea came to to hand out my lemon sherbets. But I, so I went around and I said, oh, are you a blue? Oh, you can't have one. Oh, you're purple. Oh, there you are. And then it didn't take long, Pamela. You know, it was about maybe four students. And then I started to hear the mutterings of, that's not fair. Yeah, yeah. I want one. <laughs> and I was thinking, oh, keep going, keep yes, going. Yes, exactly. This is what you want. Mm. And so I got around each, you know, each student to the back of the class. And, and, then, and then in my sweetest voice, I said, enjoy your sweets. You know? oh, yes. <laughs> like, oh, no. Just to rub it in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then you could just hear mm. the rustle of the wrapper going and mm. yeah. And then I was not expecting what happened next. And then one of my students, he got up and he said, it's not fair. And then he walked towards my desk, placed his lemon sherbet on my desk and then went and sat back down. And it took a moment for me to realise, you know, for me to comprehend what he'd actually done. And when he did, I, I have to admit it, and I'm going to admit it, 
Mm. Tears just came to my eyes when I realised that he had gotten it. He Mm. He, in his mind, it's not fair. How can I enjoy these sweets when not everybody in the class has one? And I just thought, wow. Yeah. This is powerful. And Mm. yeah. So um, suffice to say, I went round back and everybody got a lemon sherbet, including myself. You. You know, and That's thought, a relief, oh, yeah. <laughs> and we all just sat and had this lovely moment where we were all enjoying our sweets together. And I must admit, their imaginative writing was very good afterwards. Mm, yeah, interesting. It enabled us. Cause I said, how did you feel? And That's it, said, isn't it? Yeah. I felt mugged off. And I went, okay, so standard English. How did <laughs> yeah, you feel? Yeah, exactly. I was very angry. And you, could, yeah. and you could hear and you could see the emotion on their faces. And so we we created a word bank on the board from the different adjectives. Oh, that okay. Because they knew it was an injustice, didn't they? That's they the feeling, it. isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. And they really felt that sense of injustice. Wow. And so they're able to bring all of those wonderful, powerful words into their writing. So That's brilliant. Yeah. Very good. Did you say and that I, was year eight? That was year eight. Year and, eight, you yeah. know, mm. I had to ring um, the student's parents at the end of the day. I couldn't wait, actually. Mm-hmm. And just to say what a credit oh. you know, to them. And we want to know what he had he had done in the lesson, and they were so pleased. I said, "Thank you so oh, much nice. for letting us know." But I just said I felt I had to, you know, I couldn't sit on it. Yeah, I that's great. <laughs> yeah, and of course, again, this is the power of being a teacher, the impact that has on him, and how that will stay with him. You know, the young person yeah. who, you know, it's just it's amazing, really, isn't it? Those sort of oh, moments. Nice. I mean, we all know there's the like you know we were talking about before we came before we started recording this about the the marking and then there's all the data and everything but yeah. when you're actually in the classroom and something that's come from you know diversifying the curriculum and everything like that yeah. letting color pioneers program and so on and how the impact across the school can be is fascinating yeah. it's obviously really really important as well isn't it it's so important and you know when I when I reflected and I thought that this particular student is one of the most faithful attendees to the Two Colour Book Club. Right, okay. Ah, yes. So, you know, I, mean, that's all, I think that's all part of... Yes, know, of course, it would have been... His, yeah. his worldview as he reads and as he listens to things that we discuss in the book club, as well as obviously mm. the wonderful work his parents are doing at home. Of course, yeah, yeah. Mm. In the curriculum, I think, is all coming together. And, and that's, that's the thing, because... For students who, you know, may not have come across those stories before and come into your, um, the the Litting Colour book club that you run, Mm -hmm. it's opening windows, looking out into a world that they might not have come across before, various things like that, isn't it? So different aspects. Definitely. And one of the things I really, um, I say this a lot, I do appreciate that what my head of department does is that she will try to link any performances that are currently, you know, happening and book places so our year eight did actually go and see a performance at the time of studying noughts and crosses yeah mm-hmm. so they're able Brilliant. to see that interesting it was wonderful and so like with you know as Lim to say theatre trip as much as possible yeah. whenever these opportunities bring it to life arrive, yeah it really does bring the text alive and just, exactly you know, very good at sort of sourcing and checking you know is something happening is something being performed and seeing how we can get our students to that. 
Oh, that's you know, great, isn't adding it? richness yeah. to the curriculum, exactly, and that, and that yeah. cultural capital as well. Of course, exactly. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. You mentioned earlier on Refugee Boy and mm-hmm. the resources, and you touched on the fact that because I know that um, when we introduced the new text, we did bring in resources, created resources. I think it was actually me that made the scheme of work for Refugee Boy, okay. I think. And what sort of resources did you then create to add to it? And, you know, how did you find the resources that we already had here for you from, oh, from our uh, website? Really um, appreciated the scheme of work. That's good and to then, hear. Yeah, so it was a very good template that I then could sort of add on to because then I then created the scheme of work based on what parents adapted it yeah yeah adapted it as most teachers would have done and I still am so um we're going to our current year 10 still they'll be taught refugee boy I think maybe sort of just towards the end of January so over the Christmas break I will be tweaking and adapting it and updating it um, further with different resources particularly as you know refugees um, are so topical and in the news so yeah exactly mm. always sourcing sort of you know current and more up-to-date sort of yeah. articles that's the good um, thing it's relevant, relevant isn't it yeah. yeah as well as the exemplars for um, of course yeah for student answers that was very useful to be able Brilliant. to share with students and kind of guide them particularly as this is kind of the first time that you know, we're going to be teaching it as an exam and text. So any resources was so helpful and so appreciative. Yeah, so. of course. Yeah. And you mentioned there about the exemplars and it's just that it's just that whole thing which you mentioned earlier on. That's what I was going to say. You mentioned earlier on about getting out of your comfort zone. Mm. I mean, how did the department manage that in terms of Jackie's already decided to make everything more diverse? You've got Litting Colour Pioneers, you've got Refugee Boy. Was there any sort of resistance from people who are, oh, I just don't really want to change or, or was everyone, did everyone come along and was everybody up for, you know, bringing in a new text and teaching a new text? Because it is difficult, isn't it? That's it, the thing. it is. And I think this is something that, you know, um, does need to be sort of looked at um, because initially everyone's really up for it. And then as mm. we continued, I think it was like, wasn't too sure and so that created a little bit of that challenge and so what we did we all met together and said well let's share all our ideas let's rather than you know just individually trying to teach it and that helps better yeah yeah that really helped and I would encourage collaboration sort of thing collaboration definitely you know as you're bringing in a new text so staff can feel supported because it's like you know I was listening to um to somebody else say you know then they started to bring in new text and how difficult it can be for teachers to come out of their comfort zone but once they do and having that collaboration and that support it does help the journey become that little bit easier and to the point where it becomes enjoyable and that's where we are at now and And would you say sorry go on yeah I interrupted you carry on I was going to say you know expect hiccups along the way yeah that's part of the journey but keep persevering along that journey because ultimately the students are going to benefit so much. Right, yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. So it, it's worth continuing with that journey, which is what we have done. So the outcomes, 
definitely outweigh all the oh, oh I don't know as a department do we want to switch text or whatever yeah. we've already got an inspector call That's sitting right. in the cupboard do we want to change and exactly. in your case yeah. you're you know you're part of the pioneer program which anybody any school can apply to join and because you're part mm. of that we then supply you with the GCSE text That's well right. Penguin do but it's all Penguin, joined yeah. with us so yeah so you get the GCSE text which you know for the whole year group which you're obviously doing with year 11 and then you know or year 10 when you started it and then you obviously you get this library as well so it's yeah. kind of like a win-win situation there's no reason why, why it wouldn't be a good thing to do it's just like you say taking that leap of faith as a department or even if yeah. some schools do it with a small cohort to start off with to try and incorporate more diversity by bringing in more diverse text by a like you say writer of color which just opens up worlds doesn't it really and it just changes perspectives when I mean, you really started can. off exactly talking about teachers perception at the beginning mm -hmm. of you in your classroom in the early on when you mentioned it in your memory and now we're talking about actually the perception of students have of other students in other, other areas of the world of other you know um it's just finding out about what's going on globally and you know around you isn't it more not just in your own little area and your own little bubble kind of thing i would certainly agree with that one of the assistant heads at the school came along to the book club one day and borrowed a book right and from that she asked me if i could do a whole school cpd Oh, really? Mm. Yeah, so I did that Brilliant. in February of this year. And I sort of took it from the perspective of what you were saying, Pam, of the importance, because when we have the students in our care, it really does behoove each one of us as educators to prepare them holistically yeah. for the world. And the world is a global world, you know, with, mm -hmm. through technology. You're exactly, especially now it's changed, yeah. That's right. And so I, I'd i found about six or seven news articles, which I used in, as my presentation. So I didn't do a traditional sort of PowerPoint presentation. I sort of used articles that were very current. I had sourced them just from October of the previous year to the week before that I actually did the CPD in the February. And sort of just read accounts of students that have experienced racism and and have been left traumatized through going to university and the experiences mm. that they've had and so I I sort of said you know well if they had been exposed to a more diverse curriculum yes possibly you know yeah. when they left school and went to university and were mixing with people from all over the globe would they have conducted themselves in that way and so I said you know it's really our job to help our students not to be a source of trauma for other students so that they can go ahead and fulfill their potential because yeah. you know some of the you know the articles are saying some students didn't want to leave their halls of residence they didn't want to go didn't want to go to lectures and so yeah. that would have had a negative impact course, on their yeah. education definitely so I, I approached it from that perspective and I said whilst we have our lovely students you know in our hands you know let's see what we can do and I had a wonderful um response that week one of the resistant materials teacher decided to include um, a person of color who who designed the super soaker and was a nasa science scientist on their oh, scheme wow. of work mm. and emailed jackie to say 
I've just switched my, my scheme of work. This is Brilliant. now what my year nines are going to be doing. So that inspired, yeah. inspired. And, you know, we see that in the maths department, in the science department, very much so looking at how they can include people of colour. So I would say the school, you know, I think this October, another assistant head did an assembly for Black History Month. And his one of his last slides was, in all of the curriculum areas and each of the subjects where teachers have looked to include EDIs, include diversity and inclusion. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. And pretty much he has looked at this, did you realise all of your subjects now have something? Um, mm. I think you know, the school's really sort of taken. That's really taken good, isn't it? Yeah, it's brilliant. Tried to, to do so. so. It's not just in the English department, it's happening. So it's across the school, yeah, that's great. Across yeah. the school, which I think is wonderful. And it's, you know, it just shows you, doesn't it, how the impact, how it can be so impactful. So, yeah, that's really good. And so would you say that, would you recommend, in terms of thinking again about Lit in Colour and the whole Pioneers programme that we do with Penguin um, and Runnymede Trust, obviously, mm-hmm. do that with Penguin, would you say that um, it's worth doing? Would you say, how would you, what would you say about that in terms of recommending it for another school? I would wholeheartedly recommend it. I think the value cannot be quantified. Of oh, really? That's a good yeah. way to do it, yeah. Yeah, just how powerful and impactful it is upon the young people's lives. And I have discussions with, you know, I have a friend who works in a school in London and they're a primary school. And when I tell her the things that we're able to do, she just would love, you know, to be able to do that in her school. And yeah. And trying as, you know, I'm sort of almost vicariously through through what I'm doing through Lit in Colour in my school, trying to sort of introduce some ideas that she could. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it's it's so needed. And particularly in the time that we're living in with, you know, with so much talk about race and racism and the ideas. Mm. It needs, yeah, young people do need that sort of that education. So when they do leave, they can have those conversations whether they're difficult conversations or not but they, they can say well when I was at school this was my curriculum yes. this was my understanding yeah. rather than you know I left school and I wasn't taught that at all which is yeah. typically what you tend to hear so. yeah and it might be well because you know we just still had the same nothing wrong with an inspector course per se but it's like we've still got those texts there so we're sticking to that yeah. and this is the reason why you know at least with Lit in Colour you get the free refugee boy in your case and you can there's no reason why you wouldn't do it is there exactly and the ideas that comes out of the the level of discussion and it's just so rich yeah and that is you know that's what I call in a way holistic education where you're able to have those discussions and take away those and understanding which you then can take into your own lived experience Mm. I know it's just it's just so thought provoking as well, isn't it? And inspiring. Mm-hmm. I think that's the mm-hmm. thing as well. Diane, it's been a pleasure talking to you today, and I oh, I know that um, I know that listeners when 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 they listen to this, they will feel. I mean, I'm not in a school anymore, but I feel obviously I'm not teaching. I mean, but I feel it's so inspiring. And if I was in a school and thinking. Oh, I don't know if I should do this. It's a bit of a, you know, like you say, getting out of your comfort zone, etc. You just are the an example of why a school should do this and the importance and, you know, the impact of it. So thanks so much for sharing that t- with us today. Well, thank you very much for allowing me to come and share.